could strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and I'm the host of Strategy Talks. Thank you so much to those of you who are here live with me this morning. Um, I'm very excited to introduce you in just a second to my guest. I want to do a special shout out to those who might be watching this on the replay and to our podcast listeners who are our faithful listeners on Strategy Talks on any of your preferred uh, podcast platform. Um, before I introduce my guest, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. So if you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, um, I don't want to be the one talking. I want to introduce you to my guest today. It is Kim Garst. Hi, Kim. Hey, super excited to be here. It's almost like we just saw each other. <laughs> <laughs> we did, didn't we? We saw each other yesterday on your show. What's the name of your show again? Um, Marketing that Grows Your Business. That's awesome. And um, I know you have her right next to you, but let's show everybody that is here live or is watching on the replay. We've got awesome bobbleheads of ourselves, uh, courtesy of Social Media Week Lima, where we were speakers together back in June of this year. So really, really cute. Wanted to show that. So today we're going to talk about how to turn your expertise into a high ticket program. But before we do that, Kim, um, let's talk a little bit about your journey to get here, because I was reading your bio um, on your media kit and um, you've been, you're one of the OGs here, right? In social media. I think so. Um, yeah, when so I, when I came, you were already a well-known name and hosting an event. Well, the, the funny part is, you know, when I hear the term OG or even look back on my journey it's like, you know, and say the words 30 years, um, it sounds like it's so long. It's, it's like, I'm old. Um, I don't feel old. It feels like it's been a blink, honestly, um, you know, with social, uh, with, with the online space, not just social media, but with the online space, it has evolved. It's like, it's almost like looking at it through the lens of like, okay, my life started in horse and buggy era and, you know, uh, supersonic jets kind of thing, you know? So it's, it's been such a spread of, um, evolution, if you will, of what we could do 30 years ago, what we can do today and what will it be in even, you know, two years from now, it's just, it's an ever evolving, changing, exciting place to be. Honestly, uh, if as, as long as you're okay with change, you know, I, I know a lot of us grumble with the change, but it creates opportunity. Um, in my opinion, change creates opportunity. I love that. And that is so true. And in social media, I mean, how, fast do things change constantly daily but, yeah but there is something about that right so mm -hmm. tactics might change platforms might change 
but some of the strategy stays the same. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, if anybody, you know, those that are listening or watching, uh, I would love for you just to hear this. Um, I think a lot of times in the online space, we chase the tactics instead of uh, implementing and really focusing in on principles. Um, you know, whether you call them shiny objects or not, you know, uh, tactics do change. But having principle things and in, in, uh, foundational things, things that will never change, um, I think we need to circle back to that. And I think there's a lot of maybe a, a, a bigger movement, specifically with I would call, um, you know, uh, marketers that have been around for a while, they're going back to things that, you know, we'd kind of laughed and said are not going to ever come back into play again, you know, you know, direct mail, for example, you know, so tactics change uh, and they'll evolve and they will sometimes circle back. But principles of marketing don't change. I love that. I love that. So we're going to dive right into what we're going to talk about today, how to turn your expertise into a high ticket program. But when we do that, um, so the first, the, the first question I have for you is your tagline on your website is, says make more money online, right? And what you're using is everybody is an expert in something, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you turn that into, how do you monetize that? But how do you, how, what's the process like? I mean, that's really what we're here to talk about, right? Because mm -hmm. If you're a social media manager, you're probably an expert in content creation. If you're a blogger, you're obviously an expert in writing. If you're a business owner and you sell um, mugs, you're an expert in probably design or sales. So how do you bottle that? I guess that's the question that we're going to talk about that I'm yeah. hoping you'll be able to answer for us today. Definitely. And and this is also a shift. This is a change that I have seen in the, in the evolution of packaging, to your point, packaging our knowledge. You know, when we're a service provider and we're, we have a level of expertise that we're selling, you know, there's only so much of that we can sell. You know, the sure. only real way to scale a service-based business is to duplicate ourselves, which is difficult sometimes to find people that have the same um, skill set or or even if we could teach it, but the same desire to that we have for our business. You know, it's hard to duplicate ourselves sure. um, or charge more, which is also sometimes a bottleneck that you, you know, you have to be competitive in the marketplace, right? So the third option really is to package your knowledge and sell it uh, to the masses, which is usually has been um, in the form of a course. You know, people will be like, well, you know, I can take what I know and I can package it up and I can sell it. Well, having done this for years uh, myself, uh, I've sold millions of dollars in, of courses over the years. And what I have found is that it worked really well in the olden days, which really <laughs> haven't been that far back. I was going to say, how many, how many years ago is the olden days in social yeah. media? Three, five? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the olden days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, literally, seriously, three to five years ago, um, I would even say uh, two to three years ago, um, you know, people were still buying courses at, at a rapid clip. But what was happening um, is, you know, people and I've done it. I bet you have, too. And I challenge you to think and be honest with yourself when I say this 
is we buy the thing. We're excited for the transformation that we're going to get. And uh, we uh, don't do the thing. We don't go through the course or we don't implement and therefore we don't get the result. And I think we've gotten smarter as consumers of, uh, of courses or education or trying to find the tactic or the latest thing that's going to help us. And we've realized that we don't do it on our own. So course sales are down tremendously. Sure. Um, and the reason that uh, I think we have to, one, understand that our knowledge is still valuable. Uh, so I don't want you to think, oh, my gosh, well, I, I thought courses was my answer. And now you're saying they're not. It's just that we have to present an offer to our buyer um, that is going to get them to a place that they want to go. And I think that's why the high ticket program is the answer. And you're going to see a lot of people embracing this. In fact, so many, you know, traditional um, well-known course creators have already moved to what's called what I call a hybrid model, which is a combination of three core things. It's um, or at least the way I teach it is three core things. It's still curriculum, some course content. So you have a, a process, a, a system, a structure, a thing that you're teaching yeah. And then knowing that most people aren't going to go through it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you have to, you know, and then the, the so curriculum uh, coaching, uh, you have to step up and help people these days. There's no more DIY because people are not doing it themselves. So you have to do it with them and okay. then you have, to have a community uh, component so that they can be on the ride with others just like them. Uh, so and and this is the best part. So if you're selling your course or, or you're, it, whether you have a course or you were thinking about selling it for, okay, well, my co- competition's got a course and they're selling theirs for $4.97. This is the fascinating part about a hybrid or a high ticket program um, is that you can charge way more for it because you're, you're stepping into the equation. Uh, you're going to absolutely be of assistance to those that want the outcome that you're promising. So, you know, you can take a $500 course and charge, you know, 5,000 for it. Hmm. By adding the coaching and And the community. community. I love that. I am, you know, definitely big fan of community. I've been a community manager for several different communities over the last five years. Um, and when you talk community, do you, can we dive into that for a minute? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. have that on your own platform? Do you do it in a, uh, say a telegram group, a WhatsApp group, a Facebook group? Do you have mm-hmm. it on your course, um, um, platform? So, so great question. Uh, you know, in the past, a lot of course creators would, would do a pop-up. I call them pop-up because they were usually temporary or in some cases they were more longer, um, they do Facebook groups to support the buyers of their course, right? But there's been a huge movement, and I would recommend this just based off of my own uh, experience with this, moving that community to a place that is um, not uh, a side. Because when you're on Facebook, you've got a thousand and one messages in your face at any given yes. time, yes. right? Yes. It's like I liken it to, to LinkedIn. People that go to LinkedIn are there for like one thing, you know, they're more business focused. So there's always been that like mentality. If you're on LinkedIn, you're, you know, they're there, they're looking for something specific. They're not looking at their neighbor's kids' birthday party photos. Right. So, so moving people off of Facebook 
I have found has been really invaluable. Um, and, you know, if you're going to share content and um, have resources and whatnot, it's very difficult for the for your users to, you know, the people in the group to find that content. It's, you know, it's like a hunt and peck system, even with units and some of the new features that they have. I feel like content gets buried um, inside of a Facebook group. Sure. So we have moved our community to a tool called Tribe. Um, as some people are using community, some people are using telegram, different, there's different resources out there, but we, uh, we chose tribe, um, and, uh, not only do we have a standalone, um, app for that, so you, you have an app for it, but we've been able to incorporate it into, cause I have a, um, authority creator app that I created for my new uh, program. And I I've been able to pull that community right into um, into the app itself, you know, my my app, which makes it super simple for my um, students to log in one place and have they have the community, they have the content, they have access to uh, the coach as well all in one place. So I think it just depends on what ultimately makes the most sense for you. But I would recommend, you know, if, if, if at a first iteration, if what you have to do is do a Facebook group because you don't know how to do the rest, right. it's okay. Okay. It's okay. Okay. It will, it will suffice. Um, but if you want to have, you know, if you, hey, listen, I hear you, Kim, I definitely want my community off of Facebook. There's a lot of reasons i think beyond just the one where you know, there's an intention grab um but there's other reasons too you know owning your own assets i think is a powerful uh thing um obviously facebook changes things y'all know i don't know if you know that or not but facebook oh <laughs> yeah we do we do well i actually love that you're talking about this and and owning all of this and and putting this all together but also the community part and then I love that you say everything is in one place because you and I talked about this yesterday on your show when we talked about agile marketing. It's almost like when you come to learn something, you don't want to be distracted. So yes. in essence, you're offering your students a sprint, a time boxed amount of time. They can go there. They're not distracted by, like you said, your neighbor's kid on a new bike or whatever it is. Mine is my my detriment is the reels that are now showing on Facebook. Oh my gosh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I go down the reel, the rabbit hole. So I love that there. It's time boxed. You're there. There's no distractions, and then they can say, "I'm going to study for an hour," or "I'm going to go yeah. through the material." And the yeah. other, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say one of the value adds that's been really powerful uh, of having this one stop shop kind of thing is we teach social selling um, and we not do we just like teach it, but we have a infrastructure, a system for it. So like managing the conversations can be done inside of the app, um, you know, seeing the conversation flow, um, moving them into a pipeline based on activities or things that they ask for. And, and so not only is it just a combination of a learning environment where the content is, community as well, but it's the implementation pieces. Mm -hmm. So when you can implement in a, I hate to call it a confined box, but a, to your point, agile marketing, where you have a time block that you're going to commit to something. And then all of the components that drive real results in your business, money, because um, I'm social media to me is about the business end of it. How, how do you turn those conversations, real conversations into revenue? And um, so we built that out to where it's a part of the, 
infrastructure, of you, if you will, the app itself, so that people have one place to do the things that matter, that make, that drive revenue for them. I love that. I love that. And I uh, took a, I bought a course last fall and I'm not a huge course create a uh, course consumer. I learn more by doing and reading and mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit different. I like the in-person thing, right? But I bought a course. I wanted to get a certification and I had to finish it in one weekend because I wanted the certification before I was speaking about something. And I literally had finished 20%. And, and when I did the survey afterwards, what I told the course creators was I'm missing the accountability. So coaching, mm-hmm. and I missed the community. And so mm-hmm. you are spot on. If I'd had that all along, that would have moved me along a lot faster. I probably would have finished that course in six weeks yeah. had I had those components in place. And this was um, a self-driven, you know, asynchronous course. I mean, I would get a weekly update. Hey, you're at 20%. I got that for six months straight. <laughs> so the fascinating part about this uh, accountability is accountability. We all like, most people are not self-driven. Mm-hmm. I mean, be honest. Like, yeah. we, we, you know, we get sidetracked. Like, you know, you look out the window or, you know, you get a phone call or whatever. So keeping the focus on the things that matter can be a challenge for us. I mean, especially creative people. I find that creative people struggle the most with focus. Sure. Because it's just just a part of our, our nature, you know. And so uh, having accountability Um, I think comes in a couple of lanes. It's uh, when you say something or you put yourself out there, you're in an environment where people can see, like people can see that I'm doing the thing or I'm not doing the thing. Um, And it, it may, it gives us a push uh, and in an external uh, push instead of that internal one that was sometimes we lack. So having that external push of somebody like being, it's like, you know, if I don't do the, if I don't log into the course and do the thing, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to know. But when you're in an environment where other people are a part of the program and you see them taking action, guess what? They can see you not taking action. <laughs> well, and that and that comes back down to what we talked about yesterday as well, the daily stand-up meeting where yes. you say, what did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? And where am I stuck? And when you mm-hmm. say that out loud and when you're in a community and you have to say to everybody, I'm stuck because I didn't do what I was said I was supposed to do. There, somebody goes, well, I'll help you. I'll be yeah. your partner. I'll, yes. you know, review something for you. So I love, love this. So the three components of your program are. Um, it's it's curriculum. the curriculum, the three C's, the, the curriculum, the coaching and um, community. Uh, by the community. Yes. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And just knowing like how to set that up, uh, you know, goes all the way back to, you know, what curriculum do you really need? Um, you know, what, what I find that the resource component, you know, most people get hung up on tech, you know, if you're really trying to teach something, the implementation pieces have to be thought out, you know, Mm. and you have to provide at least, um, enough of a leg up that they can do it on their own or give them enough training ultimately, um, so that they can, um, that they can get the thing accomplished. So, um, you know, sometimes that that curriculum layout, like what does that look like? Um, you know, the coaching component, we know our stuff. We just have to be able to, uh, you know, have that 
you know, some sort of a, uh, I call it, I do Q and A's. I don't do, I don't show up and dump a bunch more info on people. I want people to come to me and say, this is my situation. Uh, it, that's what matters to them, not right. what I would think would matter to them. And then I stay, uh, you know, sometimes our calls are two, two hours long. Once a week we do Q and A calls. They can bring their questions. You know, if they're stuck on a tech issue, I walk them through it. And then the community aspect is really fabulous because it's not just in, just from an accountability perspective, but they see other people that they thought couldn't do the thing too. And they're like, oh, they're doing the thing. I can do that. If they can do I it, can I do can the do thing. it. Yeah. So it's not that. the same. You know, I want you to understand this. When you are the expert and you say to someone, um, well, if I can do it, you can do it. It's not the same. It is not the same uh, uh, feeling as if they see somebody just like them kind of at the same stepping stone that they're at and they see them taking the steps. They're like, OK, I can do it. I can do it, you know, because yeah. they they look at us and they see that we've already done it. Mm. Now, it's not that they don't want our our help, but it there's a, a deeper layer of of feeling like they can do it if there's somebody beside them that's you know, at the same step they are. That's awesome. Thank you. That's real. So um, before we, before we leave, I want people to know how they can find your, you know, your community, your um, program and how they can get started if they're ready to turn their expertise into a high ticket program. Where can they Absolutely. find you? Well, honestly, I think it just let, reach out to me. Let's have a conversation. I'm all about conversations. I'm not about the sale. I'm about like, is this something you really need? Um, and do, are you ready for it? So just reach out to me on Instagram. I'm uh, Kim Garst on all the platforms. So Instagram's easy. Send me a voice message. Say, I'm intrigued. I don't know if this is for me or I have a course and I'm, I would, I'm hearing you. I'm like, my sales are down. I'd like to, I'd like to change my $500 program to a $5,000 or my $500 course to a $500, a $5,000 program. Then Maybe I, I mean, I feel like maybe I, oh, I know I can help you, but yeah. again, it's really about you under, do you, is this something you want to do and is it right for you where you are? Okay. So I'm, I'm always just about that. So let's just have a conversation and let's see. That's awesome. And before we go, I didn't um, prep you at all, but I have three rapid fire questions. Okay. So let's I'm going to throw them out. Show or tell Kim. I like to show. All right, angry client or angry coworker? Mm. Angry client, because I can turn that into a win. All right, education or experience? Uh, experience. All right, awesome. Thank you. So, mm -hmm. for those of you who were here with us live, thank you so much, Kim. I love, love, love what you shared with us. This is yeah. wonderful for those who are thinking about the next step on how we can scale our business using the expertise we already have. It seems sometimes like a scary thing, but it's, I understand that you have a wonderful pro proven program that can potentially take people to that next level of sharing their expertise in a way that's doable because you have that coaching and that community component to it. So if you watch this, please reach out to Kim. She said Instagram is best. So um, I already know, uh, 
kimgarce.com is where lots of information is there. So go, go meet her over there and um, see if you can work together. Kim, I so love talking with you twice in two days, which was wonderful. And um, I'll hope to see you soon. And, uh, you know, thanks again for being on Strategy Talks. And for all of you who were listening today to this podcast, thank you so much. And if you felt like Kim really has something special, please do uh, reach out to her on Instagram because I know you won't be sorry. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Bye, Kim.